hoping to play Ratchet and Clank at his earliest convenience. With us, with us here, as always, Mr. Ferber. You'll be Chance. playing it far too late. I don't know who this Mr. Ferber is. Chance if you're nasty. Chance if you're nasty. Yeah. And, and I, Alex McCracken, doing the intro. Alex, have you played any awesome video games this week? I have played one awesome video game this week. Its wow. name is Darkest Dungeon. I'm finally uh-huh. going to fucking beat it. Because uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving up this time. Uh, do you have a do you have a collection of fine trinkets that will allow your healer to heal like a reasonable I, I, amount? I do. I just don't know how to beat the wise and hag when she starts healing. What the fuck? Oh god, it's been so long. She's the one who dunks you in the pot, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the deal there is you got to hit the pot. Um, just just don't let her kill your peeps. Right. I was just an idiot that chose the leper who can't attack the last row, and she just keeps tasting the stew and healing, and I just yeah. Uh, that's- that's a big consideration, like like picking your picking your team for the region, picking your team for the boss. It's a big part of it. Ah, uh, oh, it's so good though. It's I, so good. I almost played it like three times just because I was thinking about you playing it. It's it's so good, and I'm just I'm mad at it because I'm not great at it. But man, well, I respect the hell out of it. A lot of people will still complain that Darkest Dungeon does really cheap shots, mm. and and like, uh, have you started the Crimson Curse shit yet? Absolutely not. Okay, I'm gonna beat the game first. Because, yeah, there's there's a wandering mini-boss that will stalk your team if it has a bunch of vampires on it, basically. And that guy is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I've never... Which I've guy never, is that? Uh, the flagellist? Yeah, no, no, no. The flagellant is one of the is the hero that you can now recruit if you install the Crimson Curse or the Crimson Court campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's I forget what the guy's name is, but he's like this. He's a mad Christian monk, basically. Oh. And and he's going to you know cleanse cleanse the world of its impurities through fire. <laughs> so it's like he he's a monster. He's an absolute beast of a boss. And uh, half the time I met him, he would just beat the shit out of me. He's not like the collector, where like you beat you meet a collector, it's gonna be rough, but you know what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> when, that guy's not too crazy. Yeah, when that when that hunter shows up, man, he just rocks your world. I saw in the Shambler by mistake. That's that a, was that's a mistake. A, that's a fun darkest dungeon time. Yeah, did you beat him though? No, I got close, but then I lost my occultist, and I was like, "Fuck this." Um, if you beat him, you know what you get. Hmm. You get one of those gems from opening a secret star room. Not oh, three. so like those dodecahedron blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you get one of those. You don't get three. You get one. Well, that's <laughs> bullshit. It's fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm at the point of my darkest dungeon save on PlayStation now where I have so much invested in like, there's like post-post-game shit uh-huh. where uh, you can invest the um, um, the deeds and the portraits and all that jazz. You can invest them in things that permanently... Uh, upgrade your characters or your camp. So, like, the Jester now has plus 3% to crit, or so on and oh. so forth. One of them is your banked money uh, gains 10% interest every week. And my banked money is, like, over 300000 so it never matters how much money I come back with now. So, like, it's like, after you beat the Darkest Dungeon, there's still more stuff to do. Mm, um, you, you could, yeah. Yeah, you could. In fact, I think the save is, is post-beating the Darkest Dungeon. But yeah, like, it's just, you know, grind up more peeps, and, you know, here's, uh, here's the Crimson Court to do, here's the, um, uh, here's the farm doing the Colorado Space shit. Is that fun? Yeah, there's, um, it's, all it is is an endless mode. Like, an endless mode. 
Yeah, it's yeah. just an endless mode where it's just like, how many guys can you kill before this party dies, basically? Um, and, and for that alone, it's neat. And it, but I, one of the reasons I kind of dislike it is it disconnects from all the shit that you've earned in the main game. Uh, it, it needs specific heroes who are going into that region. Uh, they get specific trinkets that only work in that region against enemies that only exist in that region. Um, I, it was a little too its own thing for me. Right. Like it, it sets its own rules. Yes. And that can be annoying. Not annoying, it just didn't feel as rewarding as the base game to me. Yeah, no, like, why can't you balance it for, like, the crew that you already have? Um, well, they they did, like, because when you go into it, you're going into it with, like, um, normal characters. They're all normal characters, but they're throwing trinkets and enemies at you that are that are different. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I just didn't enjoy so, it as much as Crimson Curse. Crimson what, Curse is fucking wicked. What crew would you recommend for the Weisentag? Um, okay, well, okay, I don't remember everything about the intricacies of that boss fight, but mm -hmm. it's wield, so what you want is you want bleed. You want your bleed crew, so you want, okay. your, you want your gesture, you want a hellion, uh, you want a, um, highwayman, um, yeah, and I would, I, w I wouldn't recommend going occultist for healer. Like, there's, the Vestal exists in the first game. You can totally just bring a fucking Vestal and you'll be They're fine. pretty great. They're better now than they've ever been. Um, especially with those healing trinkets on them. Once you get those on them, like, even a level one vessel can heal way more than is reasonable. <laughs> and I, I remember Blight not being anywhere near as effective as it is now. A lot of your attacks have been buffed, but that's because, like, they've made the game progressively harder the longer it's existed. I noticed that. Didn't appreciate it. Yeah, but... What do you I mean? don't know. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. It's a relaxing game. Mm -hmm. you know. I love it. Um... I, uh, I installed uh, uh, Griftlands on PlayStation. Oh. There's, there's a PS5 version. It is really nice to see that game on, like, a f big screen TV. Even though it's not, you know, it's it's a very 2D comic book looking game. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It, it felt more interesting on the big screen. My only problem is when you're in a card dialogue fight or a card combat fight, the card that you're currently selecting takes up a third of the entire screen, it huh. seems like. Yeah, like, it's a lot of the screen, yeah. and there's no way to, like, minimize it or make it, you know, oh, so it's only a sixth of the screen, perhaps. Um, it, it's kind of weird. It didn't feel like that way in the PC version. But um, it kind of it's kind of impressive how you are able to see everything that's in the PC version, but if I hadn't played it first, it, I wouldn't intuit that... Because this word is highlighted in the PC version, I could mouse over it and get an explanation. Therefore, I should look in the, and every, in every single scene, all the controls are laid out at the bottom of the screen, and it tells you, you know, to, to look at links, tap the R1 and L1 button, and then you'll cycle through every link in the thing. Hmm. It's really, it, there's something kind of cumbersome about how it's translated to console, but it was really designed for zipping around with a mouse on PC. Still, I played through the first day as uh, Sal or Saul, uh, unlocked the second guy with the coin flip, and I was like, okay, that's pretty good. I've, I've had enough. I'm going to go play some Overwatch now. How did Overwatch go? It's been going good. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been really enjoying it. I was doing really well on Zen and keeping like a really, really pretty good win rate, um, and, I'm, and I'm good at switching off when, you know, they have like a do they have like a Smurf Doomfist. Every game has Smurfs, man. It's driving me crazy. How can you tell? Uh, because they're level 20, and oh. they they understand everything in the level, they understand all game mechanics, and they're one-shotting 
half your team every time there's a team fight. They kind of stand out, you know? These are obviously people who... Haven't just started. Yeah, have not just started. (laughs) It's really freaking annoying. Um, And I actually played a little bit of Tracer. I've been... For some reason, I just decided to cash in some of my... um, uh, You get tokens, basically, for uh, for flexing, or for for playing whatever the, the game needs. Mm-hmm. And I had, I'm always just sitting on 40 of those tokens, which is the most you can have. And you can cash in those tokens to get a faster queue time as DPS. And I'm like, I really should. So I decided to do one. We, it was, um, uh, Rialto Defense. And we just full held point A, and I was playing Sombra. And it was just absolutely beautiful. I would just leap out over the enemy team, turn around, hack their Reinhardt, disappear. My team would destroy them. And then I just reset and do it again. And that was just it over and over and over again for a match. I felt like a god. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I played a little bit of Tracer today. And yeah, it just feels like coming home. It's like when I when I want to actually throw down with someone, play Tracer. You looking forward to two or are you apprehensive? I'm totally apprehensive. Yeah. Uh, a big a big part of the enjoyment of Overwatch right now is the uh is the tank combo. The tank combo dictates a lot about um, what supports you're going to play, which dictate kind of what DPS you want to play. Um, and so tanks kind of dictate a lot about the game right now, and that's one of the reasons they're making the change. But the thing is, like, uh, doing a Zarya grab uh, for a Reinhardt is huge, because the Reinhardt can just walk into it, swing its hammer, and get his ult, and then yep. hammer down. And, yeah, like, it's... And, and there's all kinds of really cool combinations that only tanks can do. And... Um, and the idea of a Reinhardt who doesn't have a Zarya there to back him up, or an Orisa just main tanking, just an Orisa without a secondary tank to back it up and peel, that's fucking scary. Like, I don't think people appreciate how little safe ground there's going to be when there's only one tank in the yeah. game. Uh, fights are going to be over a lot quicker, I think. I think it actually is going to be a lot more hectic than the game as it exists right now. Um, but, you know, if it's just faster queue times for everyone, that sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm apprehensive about everything. I'm old enough that that any change sounds suspect to me. Oh, they're getting rid of Tracer. Sorry, man. Yeah. Tracer is gone. Okay, here's one of the things that fucking annoys me. Here we go. go. Yeah. So, remember this change where D.Va calls in her mech and it does 250 damage? Yeah. Or like 350? Okay. So, it does 250. That's practically Tracer's ult. But here's the thing. Tracer's ult does 350 damage if it's stuck to you. Or if you're standing right on top of it. If you're standing a meter and a half away from it, it'll do like 200 damage to you. If you're standing three meters away from it, it'll do like 75. It's really not that much. If you're standing three meters away from this diva alt on the other side of a or uh, on the other side of a wall from the diva, and she calls in her mech, it kills you. If you're three meters away, it kills you. Like there is no damage fall off on it. Uh, so it's again, it just pisses me off that they nerfed tracer's ult so bad. Um, and one of the benefits for, one of the things we're doing in Overwatch 2 is all tanks uh, get booped, uh, you know, don't get booped as far, or they don't get crowd controlled as much. That's one of their passives. The other passive is they all generate less ult charge for the person shooting them. Huh. Um, for supports, they now all will automatically regenerate their health. So to me, that's a passive nerf to Mercy, because she was the only uh, support who could do that. For DPS, they all have increased movement speed. Now, here's my question. Genji and Tracer already had increased movement speed. So is this just not buffing the entire rest of the DPS roster at their expense, kind of? Like, 
Or is that just a very white guy perspective? Raising all you other people up somehow brings me down. <laughs> yeah, I know. This equality but it, feels it, a lot like oppression. It, well, that, it, it kind of does. It feels like Tracer has been not considered for a long time. And everyone's like, well, if she's that good, she'll be fine. It's like, you keep on nerfing me. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not great. But I still feel stronger on Tracer than any other DPS. By a long shot. By a long shot. As long as you're still kicking ass. I am. I'm actually kicking a lot of ass. I, I, uh, I ended up backfilling into a game where the enemy team had almost taken point A of Volskaya. And so you spawn at point B. So I have to zip all the way to point A's Volskaya. And they've already taken one of the three pips that they need to get to claim the point. Uh, when I get there, we have like, one person who's almost dead, one person full health on point, and pretty much the entire enemy team on point. And I just show up and kill three of the enemies Ooh. in rapid succession. I kill both their supports and their road hog. <laughs> I just I just came in and like, yeah, no, we're hanging on to this. Everyone, please, please continue to push up. We're gonna hold the point. <laughs> Which is not common. So yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of fun. Hey, and I was, Carol Pig is dead. I was <laughs> Yeah. I was expecting to um uh, to really feel drawn back in to play The Last of Us 2, or maybe like Ratchet and Clank 2016 yeah. this week. And just My dashboard said you played Last of Us 2 for the first time. I'm like, that can't be right. No, every every time you play a game on PlayStation 4 without importing your P or PlayStation 5 without importing the PS4 save, PS5 thinks you're playing it for the first time. Ah. So it says all kinds of weird shit about what uh -huh. I'm doing, and I really don't appreciate it. Like, I can tell people what I'm up to. You don't have to, PlayStation. You get it <laughs> wrong anyway. Um, so, uh, did, did you watch Sweet Tooth on Netflix, man? I did watch Sweet Tooth on Netflix. I'm on the last episode. Have you, you haven't, so you haven't finished it? I have not finished it. It's a fucking cliffhanger. But, uh. I, I uh, assume. Have you seen the comics at all? No. The comics are not this cute by any stretch. That's what I thought. Yeah, the comics, like, Sweet Tooth himself is a creepy looking little dude with yeah. kind of a weirdly narrow face and kind of deary eyes that don't look forward easily. He'd more easily be looking out to the side. Um, the uh, the girl, what's the little girl's name? Little With the pig, pig nose? Yeah, a Wendy? I don't know. I forget her name. But uh, she is is drawn and has like these three bristly hairs sticking up the top of her head and looks like a demented Wednesday Adams. And the little, uh, I think his name was Ricky, uh, the little... Bob. Uh, no, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, the little woodchuck Gopher kid, kid yeah. gopher kid, is this hideous thing that looks like a naked mole rat, mostly teeth, in the comic. Like, the comic is more Walking Dead than, than this show. This show is very much young adult, everyone is really cute and nice, post-apocalypse, so there's a conflict there for me. Yet, for what it is, for having really veered off what Sweet Tooth was and just taken the bones of the story and what's kind of beautiful about the story, I was weirdly fucking effective. I didn't expect uh, it to be so effective. Will Forte can act. He's solid, but uh, who's the guy who plays Big Man? I I don't know. He was okay. He was like in he was like in the second season of Game of Thrones. He's, he's all in, over the he's damn place. In, he's in so much, and he's great. I don't know what else. I, I sweet tooth. Click. I think he's English. You you fired his name at me earlier. In the week. I, I did I because I copied it off of IMDb. Nonzo Anozi. There it is. Nonzo Anozi. So yeah, what what the fuck else has he been in? Because he's been in fucking everything. Well, not everything. But Bunch of sci-fi. Uh, Cinderella, Conan the Barbarian, The Last Legion, Happy Go Lucky, uh, Dragon Rider, The Laundromat Zoo TV series, Doctor Who. Oh, I heard about that. Video game Dirty Bomb, Dracula, the TV. Yeah, he was in the TV series uh, Dracula. 
Right. Um, Man, that flew off. A lot of Game of Thrones. So yeah, he, he's been on a lot of shit, and uh, you're. Uh, he's really good for this role. Yeah. He's. Um, he's sad, and you can Relatable. see the you can see the conflict in him uh, that he wants to try to not care about someone, but he can't fucking help it. It's like, th- this kid's going to get me killed, and you know what? I'm going to let him. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, like, the, the kid playing Sweet Tooth is... He's really cute. He's so angelic. I know. <laughs> he's so fucking cute. And, uh, but the... he apologizes to his stuffed dog for setting him on fire in a rage. I'm just like, oh, man. This kid's great. And there's a lot of... Um... Pardon me. <coughs> Got a cough. Yep. <coughs> Hang on, I'm going to mute this. The hell was I going? Um, the kid's good. No, the the cast is great. The plot is sometimes stupid. It yes, feels like, like there's, there's a lot some, of contrivances. There's a lot of contrivances, um, and and it's kind of cheap in how it uh, retains your interest. It's like you, I never thought I would see you again, but yeah, you don't see who it is, and then it, and then yeah, and then it cuts to something else. Like so, it's really kind of cheap manipulations. But they're effective, and yeah. it's in keeping with the overall kind of uh, target of the show. So lower your standards a bit, but yeah, just enjoyable. a bit though. Like fun, the, the stuff fun. with like the uh, last neighborhood at the end of the world are are good in a creepy lottery vibe kind of way. Yeah, like it's um, it's got some creepy shit to show you. Yes, but I also love like it made I don't, flowers creepy. I don't think it's in I don't think it's in the books, but the fact that there's there's clearly something inherently spiritually noble about Gus himself. Yeah. And that like this comes out and inspires others. And you see this beautiful image of a noble stag often associated with Gus. Um, and he keeps calling his mom. Yeah. Well no, yeah. no, no, no. Like I'm thinking specifically about um, they're at the, the lodge. They're at the lodge in the no, not the one without antlers. When they're at the lodge, oh yeah, the and actual, Big Man like, beats bust. the shit out of all these people. No, not yeah. the bust. When Big Man is beating the shit right. out of all the people, and the door is open, and behind him there's a giant stag that appears out of the mist and just stands right. there. Yeah, and the guy is like shocked into submission, basically by the beauty of it. Um, yeah, no, it's. Yeah. it's but you know what? Like too much time on Sweet Tooth. There's lots to discuss. Yeah, there uh, is. Have you seen that damn Michael Che on HBO? I have not. I have been talking up a Black Lady sketch show for weeks, and I still recommend a Black Lady sketch show. I thought season mm-hmm, two was mm-hmm. much stronger than the first, especially the last two episodes of season two. I like the uh, the the um, Last Supper ladies table. Oh, like, there's so many. Fun. I would I'd rather cut a baby in half than gossip, but <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of great, wonderful moments in a Black Lady sketch show season two. But that damn Michael Che. Um, you could say it's Michael Che's version of the Chappelle show or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is. It's very much like just to give a comic a variety show. And he, what he's done is there's several sketches tied to a central theme every episode. And one, uh, one is the Black Lives Matter movement. And he kind of both sideisms everything. Um, he won't really take, um, a position on much mm-hmm. except what he feels is racist. And you can tell there's so much self-doubt at the heart of the show and the heart of him that I found it intensely relatable. And I laughed out loud at least once every episode at that, at that time, Dan Michael Che. Tragically, there's only six episodes. I didn't even know it existed until this week. It's really, really good. 
Have you seen Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney Plus? I have not seen Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney Plus. I hear it has an excellently animated dragon. I cried. Well, okay. Aww. I welled up and like had to wipe tears out of my eyes in order to see properly like three times during Raya and the Last Dragon. Really? I was gonna watch. Yes, I was gonna watch it a second time before the podcast just so I could speak about it better. But um, it was. It's absolutely excellent. It's absolutely excellent. That's a solid four and a half stars. This is an excellent story with an excellent moral. Um, wonderful action, beautiful visuals. Uh, this is the next great movie from the studio that brought us Zootopia. Really? Yes. Because I've been waiting for another Zootopia for a hot minute. Okay, well, it's... It is that good. <laughs> it is as okay. good as Zootopia. It is that good. It is. Um, yeah. <laughs> it uh-huh. is, actually. Something to think about. Uh, I, 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 figure I'll, I figure I'll give it another rewash or two before I really really double down on that, but um, in terms of, like, how quickly it moves forward, how quickly it introduces additional characters, what it does with those characters, how those characters pay off, yeah, yeah, I know it's up there with huh. It is. It's very good. It's very good. Mm. And finally, Loki. I liked it. Uh, yeah. That's all. Uh, yeah, I liked it's, it's it. It's not trying it's, too hard. It's setting shit up that I hope yeah. will pay off. Um What's the actor's name? Hang on. There's an actor. Tom Hiddleston or... No. Nope. Um, nope. Uh, Loki. Uh, Loki, quick. No, 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 no. You won't get her Owen name. Owen Wilson? No, you won't get her name. Hang on. Uh, the the guard. The guard. Um, it's not her. Wonmi, Wonmi Musaku. Mm-hmm. And she was Ruby. Uh, to me, she was Ruby in uh, uh, Lovecraft Country. So, uh, oh, okay. Yes. So just to see her again so quickly. And actually, she was in this. Did you see the cut up crew sketch in, no. uh, in Black Lady Sketch Show? It was one no. of the first episodes. And what it is, is there's this collection of women on vacation. And, uh, and they're about to, um, you know, they're about to walk into the resort. And they're talking about, you know, where this other, where this missing girl is. And then this girl shows up and she's like, hey, girl. And she gets way too kind of specific about all of them. It's as if she really knows all of them. None of them have ever met her before. They <laughs> swear to God. And she says, no, you're the one who's, uh, who, you know, overcompensates with your fashion. He's like, yeah, I do do that. And, and you throw it around too much. Yeah, I do do that. And your husband is cheating on you with a secretary. Well, I haven't told anyone that. How the fuck do you know that? And it, it just kind of snowballs and snowballs and snowballs and snowballs until she looks over to the other side of the pool and sees another group of middle-aged women on vacation who just happened to bear a resemblance to the four that we were talking to. And the, and uh, and so when we, when we Wasaku says, what the fuck are you talking to those women for? Get over here! <laughs> and, and so and there was another... And it was just this little pop of casting to see mm-hmm. her in Black Lady Sketch. It was really cool. So it's cool to see her. Yes, Owen Wilson, it's nice to see him on television. Yeah, like this is. I feel this is a good place for him. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is having a lot of fun, but it's almost like there's too much world building in this fucking episode. Way too much, and almost nothing happens. Yes, and the fact that they're laying, the fact that this agency is somehow laying the fuck up with the time stream on Loki, when the Avengers clearly were the ones fucking with the time. Stream. Seriously, like that just feels. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. No, no, no. That was the right timeline. Fuck up. All yeah. right. Yeah, so that's that feels very arbitrary, very a little too easy. But uh, Tom Hiddleston can carry a lot. He the can. Guy, the guy can carry a lot of weight. So can Owen Wilson. Uh, so can Owen Mimosa. So Mosaku. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely I'll keep watching. It. Really oh, good score. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. What the fuck else are we gonna watch? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else is there? This is uh, Mayor from Easttown. Okay, I haven't watched that. Have you? It's okay. 
Yeah, everyone's talking about it, but it sounds it's like a challenging match. It's not that good. It's not, like, honestly, I think it's trying to do Happy Valley, but in, not Boston, but, like, Massachusetts. And what it's the fuck not, is Happy Valley? Oh, look it up. It's basically just, like, a police, not a detective, a policewoman in, um, sort of Welsh area of England that just has a shit life. Okay, and now, is that the yeah. woman who was in The Crown? No. Oh, she hasn't really been in much. She's been in all kinds. No, no, like the, the, the original BBC series you were referencing. Uh, the Happy Valley? I don't think so. Because the woman who played the Queen in The Crown, like every time there's a BBC cop show, she's one of the cops. Huh. Yeah. No, I haven't really seen her much. It's good. But basically this is like an, oh, a female lead homicide, det- not a homicide detective, like a oh, breaking no, I- and entering detective that has a just god-awful life. And you get to watch. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> that's the same reason I never watched Black Swan. Like, I don't want to see Natalie Portman tortured for hours. I don't it's, want to see, um, I don't want to see it, Rose from Titanic suffer through the agonies of life. I want her to see. I want to see her fall in love with uh, with a beautiful stranger in a romantic comedy. Well, he, he, she kind of does with Guy Pierce really in Mare of Easttown. Hmm. Yeah, they're both playing Americans, and it's not off putting. Okay, here's every time I see Guy Pierce lately, I'm really struck by the fact that we don't have a devastating Me Too story for Guy Pierce yet. Does it, that feel accurate to you? I must be one of the good ones, I guess. But it doesn't feel like he is, right? Am I wrong no. in that? Like... He could have totally gotten away with it and not a peep yet. It feels like, you know what would yeah. be devastating? What? Um, Wolverine. Um, I would be amazed. Right? I would be amazed. He seems like the mo- the daddiest of like the like the he is. Ag- aggressively he's, he's, handsome like famous guys that have been no, around he's, forever. He's quite the family man, as I understand it, and yeah. he is like limitlessly proud of his wife. So, I, and I apparently, would... a beloved gym teacher before he got famous. Gym teacher? Okay, yep. sus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Sus. That's that's one in the anti column. <laughs> okay. So, uh, um, there was a really good clip going on the internet a couple of years ago about, um, Hugh Jackman. Thank God. I finally remembered his name. He was like getting interviewed on like a, a red carpet thing and he just starts like blinking away tears and he, it's like, so when are you going to tell me, huh? Cause he realizes that the guy interviewing him was one of his, um, on one of his soccer teams in like, like middle school when he taught him. Hmm. It's like, I was waiting for you to figure it out. And they both hug. It was really Aww. nice. Yeah. Right. Okay, so you might recall last week, um, Chamberlain and I played a little uh, Virtua Fighter together. A little tete-a-tete. Yeah, and it was fairly one-sided. <laughs> he was not um, happy. Well, he didn't yeah. see. Yeah, he didn't seem that all that pissed off. No, he uh, had the perfect gift. Um, yeah, no, it was a great gift. <laughs> His gift game was on point. And um, and he said he was going to go into the lab and test some shit out, and he'd, he'd get back at me. And my response was like, you don't need to learn, because he was saying he wanted to learn my character and understand the matchup specifically against my character. I'm like, no, 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 man, that's not what your weakness is. Your weakness is that when you get a good counter hit, you don't turn it into a combo that shaves off a quarter of my life bar. That's it. Work on combos. Work on openers and combos. And uh, he did. He obviously had. Uh, the first, I, he, either took me, he either took the match, the first match or the second match. He at like he he cleared a match like he won the three that he needed in a ra- three rounds, and I was like, oh fucking finally, fucking finally, I could we could just go, we could just fucking go, and so I kind of like stepped on the gas a little bit, and it took him a while to adjust to that, and um, and we ended up doing 
um, three sets of five. He had to win five matches to win. And I think across the 15, he won. I ended up having winning 15. And he ended up winning two or three matches across the 15. Um, so it was better. And he had some like absolutely devastating uh, combos that he could unleash once he got a good hit on me. But um, the problem is, I think, the problem is, Leifei's move list is very, every move li- every character in the game has a massive move list. Most players don't learn the entire move list. You don't need to. Uh, you learn the shit that you need to understand, and then you just kind of start adding to it. I actually know, like, 92% of Leifei's move list. I know a lot of what he can do. And so I, over the course of these 20 rounds, or 15 rounds, I could switch it up to the point that it really fucked with him. <laughs> it just really messed with him. He ended up getting a really strong footsie game where he would pop up into Flamingo Stance, and then he would, like, whack, whack me in the face with his foot twice, and then hit me in the shin with his leg, <laughs> and that would open me up. And so he was, he was way better. Like, his poke game was way better. But once I figured out that he didn't really understand... Um, all the moves that I could get away with from, from, from my crane stance. And I kind of played footsie with him from crane stance. Um, and he just couldn't deal with it. So it was really fun for me. It was a lot for of fun. you. It was a lot of fun for me. Um, once again, made me feel like a man. Um, you know what? Let's, let's open up those emails. Let's buy those emails. <laughs> you, it's lightly salted. Okay, let's... Uh, but which... Fight tomorrow. Here he goes. One more at eight. We started playing at about eight o'clock. At eight thirty-three, he writes one more. At eight forty-six, he writes and done. <laughs> and I write that was way better. That was super intense. He goes, eh, countering a mid from across screen while your back is turned is bullshit. Hmm. Now, what he, what he's talking about is there is a stance I can get into uh, where my back is turned, but I'm clearly in a stance. And if you go low, I have a move that counters all low uh, and mid attacks or counters all low attacks. And uh, and deals damage. And if you go high or mid, I have a move that has a long wind-up time, but once it hits, um, but once it starts activating, like, if, if it counters, so if you begin your attack, like, let's say it's a kick, and I hit the punch button after you hit attack, I'm going to counter it, period, if you're in range. I'm going to uh, absorb all the damage of the attack, I'm not going to take any damage from it, and there's nothing you can do about to punch you in the gut. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is a move that begins from across the screen. That has a very long kind of execution meter. So the amount of space there is for me to press P in the right uh, area of time is massive. And so, yeah, I could counter it very easily. Uh, but what I write is, that's what happens when you go against my hoosha tire stance. My Shaolin style is strong, but your fucking footsie game with, from Crane was crazy and your punishes were huge. I turned it around with Crane footsie. It was awesome. Let's do more. And he just changed the subject to No Man's Sky. Yeah. It sucks. That's what he said. <laughs> and I said, I that's like, just like your opinion, man. That's just like your opinion, man. I wish I could enjoy No Man's Sky. I just... wish you all could, too. I wish you could all enjoy uh, Torchlight as much as I do, but it is what it is. I think Chamberlain does. That's true. He played it once. No, he played He played two back in the day. He loved okay. the original ones. Um, I don't know if I put any of these in headlines. But anyway, does that mean it's time for headlines, Alex? I think it might be, yeah. Headlines. <clears throat> Quite a few um, today. 
today specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I just want to say, I keep getting comments on a Gravity Rush video I posted in like 2017. Huh. Um, it's been getting comments weekly, sometimes like multiple times in a week. It is now over 6,000 views for some goddamn reason. I What's your to, next closest? I wanted to, I don't know, but there's nothing that even compares to that. Like, right. like most of my clip shows, they don't even hit 50. Huh. And most of those views are me. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I love watching those. But, so it, it drives me nuts that what I consider one of my all-time worst videos is so fucking popular. They're, they ask me for more. They say they what want you, more content like this. What are you doing? I'm, pl- I'm playing the games that I want and making the videos that I want. There's no way I'm going to play Gravity Rush just to make another video game to satisfy Oh, the, the first one? Oh, Gravity Rush 2, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, in entertainment news, Netflix Netflix is doing a Fear Street horror movie trilogy this summer. Part one, nineteen ninety four, is out on July second. Part two, nineteen seventy eight, is on the ninth, and sixteen sixty six is on the sixteenth. Okay, I will totally check that out. If the first one is at least as good as the first Babysitter Sitter movie, that's a good watch. If sixteen sixty six has nothing to do with witches, I'll be impressed. Um, I won't be. I kind of want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Myers will play seven characters in The Penta Verite, a limited series about a secret society who've been influencing world events since 1347. Keegan-Michael Key, Ken Jeon, Debbie Mazar, Richard McCabe, Jennifer Saunders, and Lydia West will co-star. Okay. Yeah, the supporting cast is more interesting to me than Mike Myers. The last yeah. couple things Mike Myers did that really sucked. Yeah, no, like, he's apparently just been a nightmare to work with for decades sucks it does the stories about cat in the hat were harrowing really i'm yelling at the kids what oh yeah man it's bad oh no mike you're yeah bad, dude mm-hmm. there's, there's a reason why he hasn't worked in a long time well that and i, I assumed it was that that uh, the love guru was a fucking disaster that and he's just he's quite the mad diva hmm. he's not good enough to be a diva i know someone must have blown a lot of smoke up his ass during Austin powers yeah, and apparently he stole um, Doctor Evil from um, Dana Carvey, and they didn't what? they didn't talk about it for years. Really? Yeah. Because as I understood it, Doctor Evil was just a Lauren Michaels impression, right? And like they had both agreed to like uh, that um, Dana Carvey was better, and that Dana Carvey would get to do it, and he, he took it. And they didn't talk for decades. Hmm. Yeah. Imagine if it had actually been the two of them, right? Uh, when Now, this is just a bit of trivia this week that I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Nick Cage fir- first met ex-wife Patricia Arquette at a restaurant in 1987, Cage proposed on the spot and asked for a quest that he could complete to get her to marry him. Quote, I wrote all these things that I thought were impossible, said Patricia Arquette, getting J.D. Salinger's autograph, a Hill Tribe wedding costume, steal me a Bobby, Bob's Big Boy statue, all these things, a black orchid, all these things. One by one, they all just started coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> That is kind of neat. I love that. Um, I yeah. No, yeah. he's he's quite the antiquer. He's a character. Um, the the marriage oh. did not last long. No, but it was it was apparently Cage's fifth marriage. What the shit? Eighty seven. He's already on number four. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Disney has already greenlit a sequel for Cruella. You told me it wasn't getting a lot of downloads last week, didn't you? I I didn't. You said it like I thought. You told me it hadn't hit a million yet. It was struggling to hit a million. I, I don't think so. I swear to God. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> In Overwatch news. Oh, wait, no. Um, Remember, Um, I think you should leave. 
Well, yeah, it's got a second season. Yeah, it has. Yeah. But it's like, you know, delayed a year for COVID, and I didn't think it was going to happen. And it totally deserves it. Well, when, it, when is it coming? I don't know, but I'm just glad it exists, because it needs at least one more season. Yeah, maybe I should give it another shot. I loved it. Uh, in Overwatch news, I continue beating DPS and tanks out of their ults on Zenyatta, and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing a teensy bit of Tracer, and it feels good. Uh, they revealed the Overwatch 2 looks for Baptiste and Sombra today. Bap now has a mohawk, and they are both in keeping with Overwatch 2 design. Far too busy. Uh, an Ange de la Mort, or Angel of Death skin, for Widowmaker is now available for 200 League points, or 10 of your dollars. I will not be getting it. Uh, crossplay across all platforms is coming at some point. I'll Alex, believe that when I see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is specifically like unless you don't have it, unless you have it turned off, uh, Switch, PlayStation Four, and uh, Xbox players will all be playing together. Um, the idea that you're going to subject Switch players to PS4 players and Xbox players is ridiculous. I'm, wait, not PC players. Um, no, you, that you can. You can. If uh, you get into a group with PC players, you'll play against PC players well, and groups of PC players and console players. Good luck keeping your head not shot. But here's the thing. It's not just the difference between control of mouse on uh, from going to, from console to PC. Even going from Switch players to um, uh, to, play, to PlayStation Xbox players, it's going to be brutal for the Switch players. Mm-hmm. Because we run a game, we run that game at 60 frames per second. We whip, whip around and shoot you really, really fast. Um, you literally can't control the game as well as we can, and we can't control the game as well as PC players can. Um, so I don't like the idea that my tank could be a Switch player, or my, my Zenyatta could be a Switch player. I don't like that idea. I love the idea of killing them on the enemy team. That sounds like a lot of fun for me, but, <laughs> but overall, I don't, it, it doesn't, the idea of cross-play across PlayStation and Xbox is more appealing than cross-play across all consoles. Um, the Rhino in Rift Apart creates a rift that pulls in monsters from other PlayStation games, including a Thunderjaw from Horizon. It looks so pretty. It does. I'm, it looks so pretty. It's like four hours away. God. I'll, I'll never get a PS5. You will. One day. One day. One day. Yeah, and it'll be like when I got my PS3, like, nine months after launch, and Ratchet and & Clank was already out and ready to go. It was wicked. Oh, nice. Yeah, so for me, it's weird. Like, the, the current gen, as far as I'm concerned, kind of starts tonight. Yeah, like, yeah, you'd call, like, Returnal, like, the sort of, like, the soft opening. Uh, no, Returnal was, again, I said it last week or the week before, Returnal was the rezo gun of this gen launch. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a little, cool, really fun-to-play game made by an indie. It's not like, oh, my God, look what this console can do game. It's not that. I can Rat- pull the level towards you in yeah, real time. R- Ratchet and Clank is that. Oh, it looks so good. See, I don't get why that rift of pulling yourself through a level, I don't get why that move impresses anyone. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I don't it, understand what's technically impressive about that. But the rendering power it takes. Going from, going from one world to a different world, that's impressive to me. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the, the rifts that occur within the level itself is not... Anyway. I think... Uh, well, I'll, you know, I'm sure I'll put my... I'll have a different feeling when I actually see it in the game, but... It's, uh, Ubisoft's Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake has now been pushed again to 2022. Hey, hey, hey! Just, just, just kill it. Just let it die. Well, I'm. This feels like now so much time that they might actually have changed it into a good game, or a game Maybe. that I might want to play in 2022. Uh, I, we'll see. I'd be surprised. I just, just straight up, don't want to play it again. 
either. I would. L- I think uh, I love time manipulation mechanics in almost anything, mm. especially especially when you have like action control over them. Uh, so that could be cool. Um, being able to rewind a platformer specifically is really handy and awesome. Uh, it amazes me that more games haven't done it. <laughs> frankly, it's a it's a really cool mechanic. But yeah, like I like, keep an eye on it. But what they showed, I was not interested in. No, it did look terrible. It looked absolutely fucking terrible. Uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt has been announced. Uh, it was announced earlier today. It looks like a cool action RPG, but really, it's a battle royale shooter free to play coming later this year. I'm sure it'll do great. Um, and two weeks later, it'll be dead. Yeah. Uh, Tales of Arise is coming out September 10th, running on Unreal Engine 5. Um, this is just shit I read, wrote down that I didn't put into the actual headline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Id at Xbox. Uh, Id at X- Xbox is starting on Tuesday. I don't know if you actually have to have an Xbox or if you just have like a Games for Windows Live or whatever, but there will be demos for Tunic, which is that Zelda game starring on an adorable little fox, and Sable. Have you seen videos Sable. of Sable? Yes. What is that? Uh, Sable is like um, a cell-shaded Zelda in a giant desert, and you ride a hoverbike. Like, go watch, go oh, watch yeah, yeah, the yeah, video yeah, of Sable. It looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. I am jealous of anyone with an Xbox who gets to check out a demo for Sable. Yeah, that just looks like a living comic. Okay. Yes, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, an Evil Dead game was announced earlier today that actually is pretty good-looking, like the animations in it for killing enemies look like they're out of a single player game. Uh, the character models, the lighting, it all looks really, really high quality. It doesn't look like one of these goofy Left for Dead kind of games. Like, it is that kind of game, but it looks like a single player AAA. I was huh. really kind of amazed by how good it looked. Hey, there's Ash. Yeah. Um, and uh, the next Dark Pictures House of Ashes is out this October. And, Alex, did you did you happen to see any trailers today that you found particularly noteworthy? Uh, not, no, I'm just racking my brain, I, trying to I think saw, of something that I jumped out at me. I saw one. Hey, these kids are talking about Elden Ring, though. Did you see that? Have you seen that trailer for Elden Ring, Alex? I, I poked through it, yeah. Have you, have you yeah. seen the massive goat thing that you ride? Yes, I have. I've seen it do a double jump as well. Did you notice the part where it ran up a wall? <laughs> Did you see that giant thing in a huge rug that just looks like a giant from Bloodborne, and I want to kill it so bad? Oh. <sighs> And uh, Chamberlain correctly points out that what this looks like is souls on a horse. So, that point being, sign me the fuck up. Up souls, but bigger souls, but bigger. Yes, more Please. souls. Please. Um. No, I was kind of the first time I watched it. Um. I was kind of struck that we were constantly seeing this person with the long white hair falling off the back. Yeah, and it, and I was kind of worried that maybe this is like a Sekiro situation where you get one hero. It's not really an RPG at all; it's more of an action story thing. I went back and rewatched it. No, it obviously shows a bunch of other yeah. uh, player controlled characters that look nothing like the long white haired person. Lots of armor sets. They know what they're doing. Yeah, it was like a caster. It seemed like it. Um, so, but again, currently we still have so many fucking questions. We got a release date, January twenty first, twenty twenty two. Probably going to get delayed, almost definitely. Jason Schreier said he was just goofing. <laughs> but, well, I just... It's not funny, Jason. I'd still just be surprised if it wasn't pushed. That seems like a if-we-can date. Like, okay, the last Dark Souls was... God, twenty. Oh, it's been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a long time. Yeah, but there was Sekiro between the last and Dark Souls. And yeah, but I didn't, I didn't try, but that's why I don't count it. They've been a two-team studio for a while, so... Potentially, oh, 2016, so it's been... The Dark Souls 3 team has been working on this since 2016. Ugh. 
Bloober Team's psychological horror game, The Medium, has been rated for PS5. Uh, during a recent court appearance, Quantic Dream executives cried <laughs> and asked if they could lie on the stand. David Cage uh, uh, allegedly cried on the stand, stomping his feet, screaming about interference in his business and damage to his honor, and eventually storming out of the courtroom altogether, which sounds exactly like the David Cage in my head. Really? Does, does that sound like a guy whose dad handed him every position he ever had? Yes, it does. Really? Okay. Well, that was the impression I always had. Okay, so remember earlier this year, um, CD Projekt got hacked. Mm-hmm. They got the source code for fucking everything. They got that um, they got that blooper reel of bugs that got leaked earlier this week. I mean, it just looks like like dev rooms and stuff. Yeah, but but the deal is, like, remember back then they tried to auction that shit off, and CD Projekt paid them on the condition that nothing ever be released again. Uh uh-uh. uh. And so it's all been released this week. <laughs> <sighs> Don't Good negotiate job. with terrorists. You know, they deserved it. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. The the management deserved the embarrassment, not the dev team. Management absolutely deserved the embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Battlefield 2042 was revealed with a cinematic trailer and no real gameplay this week. It was like a four or five minute trailer. Um, There was a lot of cool shit in the trailer. Show me the actual game. Like, yep. I don't care about any of this. Who knows what this game is based off that trailer. Um, it apparently is a 20, 128 players on PC and new gen. 64 players on last gen. No campaign. Coming October 15th. <coughs> but it's not political. It just happens to be about the weather causing wars. But the climate's not warmer. Don't worry about it. Okay. If one were to take any subject. I know. One can make it political. Literally any fucking subject. Anything. Um, the need to make everything political. I mean, I kind of understand, like, you want to feel like you're on the right side of everything, but Paddington is a nice movie. <laughs> and I don't need to find reasons why it might offend me. You know, <laughs> it's like Call of Duty. Um, it's not. If this were. Um, no, it's not Call of Duty. It's Battlefield. Yeah, if this were Call yeah, of if this were Call of Duty, I'd be more interested in taking it to task because I specifically dislike Call right, of Duty. Right? No, this is the this is the wrong time for that conversation. I don't know that it is, but it's, I mean, like, it would be nice if they had something to say, but they're clearly not even trying. Um, yeah, no, they're not trying to say anything. It's just a they're, multiplayer game. Yeah, it's a multiplayer with hurricanes. Game. We're, we're gonna, we're, yeah, we're gonna shoot at each other and fuck shit up. That's that's all it is. That's all we're doing. And sometimes um, there's waves and drought. Uh, a PS5 Death Stranding, quote, director's cut has been announced with no further detail. It could be a standalone game to buy for 70 of your dollars, or it could be a free free PlayStation 5 patch. We don't know. I uh, mean, he's he's done that with pretty much every Metal Gear, right? There was subsistence. For yeah, three and, yeah, you're right. You're right. There was yeah. always like a post-game of the year edition, except for 6, I guess. Or six no, five. 5 didn't either, did it? Yeah, no, it didn't. No. But it didn't, I don't think it did well enough to legitimize one. <laughs> oh, no. Did it fizzle? Um, five. That it, it it came out when he left the company, right? And it was so different from all previous Metal Gears that the public, that his stalwart fans, I guess, didn't feel that even he had faith in it. You know, it didn't really feel like his thing. It felt like Konami's thing, and we were all prepared to hate Konami. So I bought it, but I didn't finish it. Um, but uh, Chamberlain wants me to quote him, um, bringing up the Death Stranding patch. He want, his quote is. PS5 Death Stranding patch. What? He need 4K level detail on that dick? Yes. <laughs> um, and now that he's not here to defend himself, I will say, isn't it 
it feels like homophobic the way he sticks on that man does it it does it does and it feels and i don't know why but because I know so little about him, except the fact that he is religious, I choose to lay it out at the feet of the fact that he's religious. <laughs> and I wonder why why so many pe- religious people are homophobic. And that brings to mind all the prominent Republicans uh, who are, like, you know, virulently homophobic until it is ultimately revealed that they're actually gay. I wonder. He doth protest so much. Anyway. What say you, Jim? Yeah, Rebuttal well, in a week. <laughs> in a week no no right now right now is the time say your piece right now jim what do you got well he does have to edit this doesn't he um i yeah it'd be great yeah yeah <laughs> hang on hang on we're gonna we're gonna cut right now <gasps> you know i hadn't thought about it that way jim you're right um, <laughs> what i said was insensitive i'm sorry i'm sorry you know how much your friendship means to me baby. and to us <laughs> um, in the best iteration of all other characters wearing the fetishy 2B from Nier Automata costume, it is now coming to the little bean people in Fall Guys, and it's fucking adorable. Yeah, you see, th- in this in this shape, I can appreciate it. Yes, it's suddenly, <laughs> that outfit is suddenly cute. Yeah. Uh, Solar Ash got a gameplay trailer, reconfirming it for 2021. Uh, looks cool, but it doesn't look as cool as Hyperlight Drifter. Mm-mm. Uh, Sable finally has a release date, September 23rd this year, on Xbox and Game Pass, etc., Looks sick. Looks fucking awesome. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is coming in 2022. Platforms TBA. Yay! It's clearly uh, Ashley Birch. Yeah. And that's the only thing that was up in the air for me. Yeah, I didn't even watch the trailer. His her brother used to write for that company, and he's yeah, gone. And she was ago. barely. Yeah, and she was barely in three. So I wondered how they were doing. When you say they, we mean her and her like, brother? Would she maintain about? a professional relationship with 2K post-firing her brother from creative director? Oh, I don't... Uh, Ashley Birch seems far far too savvy to burn bridges. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, is worth... My question was, like, is wor- is it worth working with... Um, Pitchford again? With Pitchford again. I don't know. A lot of people have left him that I thought were really talented. I'm just... I'm glad she's around, because, you know... I, They're still I, making good games. For some reason, I have faith in Ashley Birch to protect herself effectively. I do too. She seems like a tough cookie. She does. Uh, she's been th- she's been through the shit. How so? Well, yeah. Oh, didn't she have her a part- didn't she have a partner who died? Yeah, he was a drug addict. He killed himself. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, rumor has it that the XCOM X Men game is actually being developed by Firaxis who made the XCOM. Please. Yeah, if it's actually made by Firaxis, that is suddenly like one of the most interesting games of the year. I don't, I don't care that it's X Men. Just give me another Firaxis XCOM game, please. Yeah, it's been just as long since Dark Souls Three. And the thing is, given that it would be this type of property, I know that they would make it a more accessible game, which I would appreciate. I wouldn't just like run into it like a brick wall like I did with XCOM Two. I love Two so much. Uh, Bandai Namco will have a presentation on the fifteenth, hopefully including more Elden Ring. I want me that Elden Ring. Yeah, it just it feels like it feels like a cyberpunk. Um, no, it doesn't. Not at all. And we that were, like we first heard about cyberpunk like seven fucking years ago or eight years ago or more. You're right. It's only been like four years for this. I don't think we heard about Elden Ring. Oh, four it years was 2017. Ago. No way. Yeah, it was. Elden Ring. You're probably right, but I'm still looking it up. Elden Ring announced. 
when was Elden Ring announced? 2019. Elden oh, Ring was okay. e- unveiled at E3 2019. Okay, with okay. so nowhere near comparable. Nowhere fucking near comparable. What do you know? Hashtag Chance was right. Yeah, Chance was right. <laughs> it I'm, happens. Just talking, I'm just talking shit. It just happens once in a while. Sometimes I get it. It's, uh, I had to go in on my day off. It's been a day. Uh, oh, what, what, what did you do? You didn't play uh, Virtual no, Fighter with your friend. I didn't, no, because I had to work for four hours. Oh. You told me it was your day off. It was. Oh, okay. And then my manager's back gave out. Oh. I know. He's, he's going to be okay. But... You're getting time and a half at least. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, at least. Okay. Uh, rumor has it Sony Ben's next studio is running in on the... Sony Ben's. That their game, their next game is running on the Decima engine from Horizon or Death Stranding. It's a good engine. It is a good engine. But I wonder, like, I wonder when we're going to get to the point where we're going to look at the Decima engine and go, they need to trade up. Because it's, it's fucking gorgeous. But so many games are running on it that it's, uh, I don't want it to start to feel ubiquitous like an Unreal Engine 2 in games. Like, like start talking about Decima jank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's not really much decimal jank. I watched a little bit. I usually love girlfriend reviews, but I got about two or three minutes into her looking at um, um, Days Gone and turned it off because all she was showcasing was open world jank that I guess exists in the PC version that I had never seen in all my time with it on uh, console. In what way? Like characters flying up into the sky. Whoa. Characters running into trees and like getting caught up in weird animations, jiggling back and forth. Shit I had literally never seen. Yeah, like some of those like Rockstar glitches are wild. Shit I've never yeah. seen. Yeah, they all look like Rockstar glitches. And yeah. she was able to and like, again, this video just began with like, bam, it happening, bam, it happening, bam, it happening. More than I literally hadn't, I don't remember seeing one thing like that in all my time playing Death Stranding. And they were just inundated with it. So I imagine they were playing it on PC and that's why they're reviewing it now. Uh, so maybe the PC version has the capacity to do that a lot more than the P- than the uh, console version. I don't know. But, mm. No, the Destiny engine is lovely, but it's it, it's lovely for the most part at thirty frames. And I'm, I'm starting to really like sixty frames games. Oh, you know. oh, do you? Yeah. Is it nice? Is it all buttery smooth? Yeah, Overwatch and, and, yeah, and, and yeah, uh, Virtual Fighter Five. Yeah, a little hard is. to go back, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's not. I'm on side with you. But sixty frames, mm-hmm. like, literally plays better. Uh, it a game, does. a game that was challenging to you at thirty frames per second might feel easy as pie at sixty. It makes a real meaningful difference. I mean, I'm sure that had nothing with me starting to play Dark Souls on PC. What are you talking about? That's uh, insane. Uh... <laughs> Maybe it was twice as good at Dark Souls 2 on PC, and I just oh, missed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that actually the case? It, it really was. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what I want? There's only one. Mm. It's only, it's weird that I want this so bad. The only thing I really want from Sony at E3 is I want them to announce that Bluepoint Games are doing a PlayStation 5 version of Bloodborne. Just, please. Yeah. That's just, Maybe announce Bloodborne 2. That'd be cool. But I want Bloodborne 2. I want Bloodborne... Uh, so given, bad. So I want, much. I want, given, I want Bloodborne given the Demon Souls treatment so fucking bad. I want Bloodborne 2 to look as good as uh, Demon Souls on PS5 looks. Ah, I just want Bloodborne 2. We all do. You know we do. They're so... Oh, it's such a good universe. It is. But the thing is, now that they've gone... Uh, now that they've kind of 
narrowed shit down for Sekiro and just done like a real kind of action Metroidvania almost with Sekiro. Yeah. Something kind of linear. And then they're opening shit way up broad with, uh, with Elden Ring. Split the difference. I Blood know. That's, too. that's not what I'm saying. I'm wondering if, if it would be like going back and playing Ratchet and Clank 1 after playing Ratchet and Clank Future on PS3. Maybe. Like, yeah, that's just shitty experience. And, uh, you know, given that it's from software, I was watching the Elden Ring trailer today and it struck me, I wonder if I would be at all inspired by or interested in this game if I didn't know from software's history and I didn't understand how their games felt to play. Possibly not, but it still looks gorgeous. It still looks gorgeous, but exactly, like, possibly not. I'd probably just think it looks weird as fuck if I didn't have that connection to to the studio, if I didn't really know what it what it feels like um so maybe bloodborne is you know we want bloodborne we we would ask for bloodborne but because from software is such a good parent instead they're going to give us what we need i kind of like how they're sticking with more of like a uh a creepiness than like an outright goriness that dark souls was kind of known for or at least they're not showing that side of it okay dark souls never struck me as gory so much as body horror like it has, it regularly had elements of Japanese body horror in it to me, but all from games are creepy. <laughs> the the so least creepy, yeah, the least creepy from game is far away Sekiro. Is it? Yeah, and there's, those, those there's, giants give me the creeps. I'm not saying there's not creepy shit in Sekiro. I'm just saying if you were to take a measure of all the creepy shit in a game, Sekiro would have the shortest bar. Yeah, one boss is just a bowl of some flaming hay on its horns. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty yeah. cute. And then yeah. when you did you ever get to the second version of that boss and it's like it got it's all like covered in cherry blossoms? No. Oh, it's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like a beautiful a divine cow. Bull. Yeah, yeah, divine bull. Yeah, it was really really lovely. Um Where did I, I stopped the monks. The monks kicked my ass. You know, the monks are a real skill check, man. Yeah. And and here's the secret to the monks, you know what you can do? Hmm. You just run right past them. I did notice that towards the end. Yep. And, yeah. and what? And so for me, play, replaying Sekiro, when I get to those guys, I try to fight one of them just to see how we're doing and to see if I've really kind of got got the flow in it to kick the shit out of these guys. And if I do, then okay, I'll fight them. And as soon as I fuck it up, I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I just book it to the next uh, bonfire, whatever it's called. See, that, that's the that's the from software magic stuff you played a million times. You go back to and you're out of practice. <laughs> That's anything, you know. That's yeah. that's definitely Overwatch. That's a hundred percent Virtual Fighter. It's um, very few single player games are like that for me. Like I am blowing through Mass Effect Three in insanity, and I've never done that before. Yeah, because yeah, I'm just better at shooters, I guess. Yeah, we we have more experience. We're 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 accustomed to all of the little demands, and we're making these little decisions that we're not even conscious of, just because we're so used to it. Yeah. And so we're we're kind of like that character in a movie where someone takes a swing and we don't look and we catch it. Just because yep. we can feel it coming. <laughs> you know? Went, but only, again, listener, in the realm of games. I'm not saying I could do this in real life. In real life, I would get hit in the face. <laughs> in real life, I would pull out a gun if you tried to call me in the ambulance because we can't afford that shit. Actually, uh, there's a there's an entire episode of that damn Michael Che about just that. Um, Calling an ambulance, don't you fucking call an ambulance? Yeah. Do I have, look, I have five grand? Yeah. Shit. And uh, it was really interesting because he, he talks about COVID and how the entire country is, is now terrified of COVID. And he draws kind of, he talks about how in the black community, um, even though 
I, he knows people who've died of COVID and he knows all kinds of people who know people who have died of COVID in the black community. It still doesn't feel real within the black community and they're not likely to get vaccinated because none of them really feel like that's how they're going to die. We all really feel like we're probably going to die of a gunshot wound. And not even that it's, you know, likely or possible, but that that's almost definitely how we're going to die. And uh, that's how... So if now that all these white people are freaking out that they're going to die of COVID, it's like they finally feel for a moment what black people feel all the time. This certainty uh. that they're going to die of this one thing and this constant terror of it. I, I, kind, of, I kind of enjoyed that comparison. Damn. But in the opening moments of the episode, uh, he's walking down the street with his friend. His friend gets shot for some guy repping for something. And uh, Michael pulls out his phone. He goes, I'm going to call you an ambulance. He goes, no, 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 don't call me an ambulance. He goes, what, what are you talking about, man? You're fucking shot. He goes, yeah, but, you know, me and my girl were trying to buy this house. Ambulance is like $8,000, man. I can't have that on my credit. All right, all right, I'll get you an Uber. <laughs> so, yeah. So he, so the Uber pulls up. And they're about to get the guy who goes, hey, wait a minute. Is that guy sick? No, no, he's not sick. He's just been shot. He's been shot. He needs a cab. No, no, man. My, my, my woman and I were trying to buy a house. He goes, oh, you can't have that in your credit. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, okay, get in, but put on your masks. They go, we don't have masks. He goes, you don't have masks? You're not getting my fucking cab. And he drives off. She's so like, well, what the fuck are we going to do now? He goes, well, call my buddy. So they call this guy. say, what should we do? He goes, well. You could take the subway. <laughs> so they end up taking the subway and getting yelled at by a naked man in the mask. <laughs> for not wearing a mask. So yeah, that damn Michael Che is a pretty good show. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I endorse that show. I'm really glad that he's like, I loved Michael Che Matters on Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Mm. I loved his stand-up special, and I was really kind of happy to see him doing his own thing. And it was, yeah, it's nice. I want to see more Michael Che. I enjoyed the shit out of that. You know what else I want more of, Alex? Hmm. Ratchet and Clank. Well, you get to enjoy that. I'll just sit from afar and just sob quietly. Yeah, I want I want you to picture me like James Franco in that Spider-Man movie, eating the pie. <laughs> just, 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 just giving you that sh- that shit-eating grin. Yeah, so, so good, so good, Alex. Well, oh man, did you see um, Seth Rogen just completely disavowing him? Not completely. Uh, <laughs> like, where, where was this? Where are we talking? He about? said he was no longer going to collaborate with him. Oh no! Like yes, that's not what I read. Is it and, not what he and said? What's weird to me is a lot of the pressure seemed to be coming from that actor from uh, Knocked Up, the the woman who's like, <laughs> "You're really pregnant." You're gonna give birth, and it's gonna hurt a lot. <laughs> that girl, the girl who was on House—I don't remember her name. Yeah. But uh, you know, apparently, a lot of the pressure was coming from her specifically. Oh wow! And it really, and it, it kind of annoyed me that um, she was complaining about being in a movie with him because of the shit he had done and having to be in a movie with him. And so they offered her all. Oh yeah, no, of, you're, I'm reading it again. He totally leaves the door open. Never mind. Yeah, like so, it it didn't. What he said didn't really hit huge for me. And what she said, um, it, it really kind of struck me as I appreciate that this made you uncomfortable, and it kind of bothers me that you profited from this venture and went ahead and did it anyway, despite what was apparently your conscience. Um, now, here's the thing. Don't judge people for making choices that you don't understand. It's really easy to judge people. And it is. Often. It's hard not to. David Cage, fuck you. You're a fucking prick. 
Um, and I'm, I'm it's certainly I'm well well prepared to judge James Franco in this situation. But he, he seems to have developed an acting school for the sole purpose of creeping on girls. Yes. Not, so, not yeah, good. so yeah, James Franco can really fuck off. Yeah, he really um, can. But at the same time, uh, what was ultimately going to decide this issue is the market. Mm. And if they make Pineapple Express 2 and it does gangbusters, well, that's that. And in, in the market of public opinion, James Franco is a problematic but bankable actor, perhaps. Perhaps. Definitely problematic. I don't think Kevin Spacey's going to come back. Uh, he's got a part, though, didn't he? I saw he was cast in Did a movie he? or something. Yeah, lately I saw Kevin Spacey got cast in a thing. Um, and all the director was talking about was what a fine actor Kevin Spacey is. Mm. Like, no one's saying he's not a fine actor. We're just saying he preyed on minors. It's bad. Maybe we keep that dude away. And I and I feel like the, the reaction is, well, if we can't cast actors who don't prey on minors, who will we cast? <laughs> like, uh, you got to make the effort, man. <laughs> you got to try. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's a lot of people. Can we set the bar a little bit higher? Yes, we can. We can. But okay. But I also, you know, think about you know the last four years of American politics when just Uh, like no, the abject worst was happening, Uh, and the expectation has always been that if someone in a position like that were to act that way, the public would be so appalled that they'd get thrown out. They'd, They'd be they'd be run out. That's Nothing. always kind of been the assumption that you can't say shit like that and still and still be fucking president. Well, it turns out you can. So maybe Yeah, that that was a real dick kick. Yeah, so maybe in terms of the collective culture of North America and perhaps the world, James Franco can creep on little girls and Kevin Spacey can feel up little boys and still have a fantastic career in Hollywood if the world decides they can. I don't think I'm particularly interested in, you know, going out and Shelling out for that movie. No. But that's the only thing that's going to ultimately decide it. Yeah, I'm not too jazzed to see him as Gorvidal. Gorvidal? Who the fuck is He's Gore playing Gorvidal. That's his next IMDb credit. Who the fuck is Gorvidal? I know uh, the name, but I don't recognize yeah, it. Yeah, it's... He is an author. Died in 2012. City in the Pillar, Julian, Myra, Beckenbridge, Burr, and Lincoln hmm. are the books that Gorvidal is known for. So basically, Gorvidal was very important to our parents. Yep. Yep. I don't want to end on Kevin Spacey. No, it's not. Let, um, let, let's, let's revisit something from Headline. Oh, Elden Ring. Looks so fucking sick. No, it doesn't though. Like it doesn't look like a next gen Souls game. I don't care. It looks it looks like a last gen Souls game with a big open world. And hey, I'm fine with that. That's nice. But here's the problem, Alex. I've played a new gen Souls game. That is a problem. I appreciate I don't that share. you haven't, but I have. And so to me, that game doesn't look as good as Demon Souls. How can I deal with non haptic feedback right again? <laughs> I don't give a shit about the feedback. And it, it, I was watching Adam Sessler's review of Ratchet and Clank today. And uh, he really he loves it. He he made a strong case for turning on that vibration for this game. I kind of want to just to see. I um, missed him. Uh, 
I didn't. I never. I never gave a shit about Adam Sussler G four. I liked him a lot. Cena, whatever it was, he was on. Uh, but the fact that he's back, he's now just another YouTube wants to throw video game shit at me, so his face has been popping lately. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Ratchet and Clank. I am interested in Ratchet and Clank. I'll click on that. Um, but yeah, he was really he was really talking up the haptics and said this did like the best job of anything on the PS5. Uh, he didn't even bring up Astro's Playroom, which is what everyone talks about when they talk about the haptics. Um, he just said it was absolutely wonderful. He was gushing all over the whole fucking thing. So I'm hyped. I still need to play Miles. I'm hyped. Well, you could. You got a PS4. I do. Yeah. So really, yeah, like the new gen begins tonight. It really, really does. Tonight is the launch of the generation, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, straddling two gens, um, everything, literally everything. Hey, enjoy your wet, matted lombax fur. I will. It's going to be so cool. And Jennifer Hale is Rivet. Yay! Everyone's saying she does an amazing job. Which, of course, well, she's, she's Jennifer Hale. I know she's Jennifer Hale, but to see a Jennifer Hale character who looks like an adorable little space wombat, and she delivers an amazing performance, like, oh, it's going to be fucking wicked, Alex. Alex, I'm hyped. Thank you for turning us to Ratchet Clank, early contender for Game of the Year 2021. Speaking of Jennifer Hale, I'm probably going to finish Mass Effect 3 tonight. Hey! For like the fifth time. Well, that's about all I got. That's about all I got, too. Alex, we miss you, Jim. We miss you, Jim. Alex, thank you very much for being here. Of course. Chance, thank you very much for attending. It's my pleasure. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you, Chance. You're thank welcome, you. Chance. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. But a bum.